What's happening, everybody? On today's show, the brackets are set. Eight teams from the SEC are in. Who's got the toughest pass path? Who's got the easiest? Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Well, let's jump into it. Plenty to discuss as we start with the SEC champions, Alabama. Congrats to Alabama basketball running rough shot through the SEC tournament. And they did so in convincing fashion. They had a 23-point win over Mississippi State to get things started. An 11-point win over Missouri. That one was a little bit closer for a bit. And then a 19-point decisive win over Texas A&M. It's clearly the second-best team in the SEC West much of the year. A 19-point win over A&M in the SEC Conference Tournament Championship. Brandon Miller was outstanding yet again. He averaged over 20 points a game throughout the tournament. But he had 23 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3 steals in Sunday's tournament championship. Javon Quinterly, he added 22 points. Charles Bediaco, he had 12 points and 13 boards. And Noah Clowney with 9 points and 11 boards. Bama, they were the best team in the SEC all season. And they were once again the best team in the SEC tournament. And even amid all the midseason controversy with Brandon Miller and, of course, the fatal shooting involving teammate Darius Miles. This Alabama team has continued to answer the call and play unbelievably well. And they've been fun to watch in, in leading Alabama to their win over Missouri on Saturday. Brandon Miller, he set a new school record passing Colin Sexton for the most points scored by Alabama Crimson Tide freshman in a single season. Bama's just been dominant. They have been so, so good. They never lost a home game all year long. In fact, their most recent losses came in hostile road environments at Oklahoma, at Tennessee, at AM. And now they're going to play in neutral courts throughout the tournament. And we'll see how they play throughout. Keep in mind, they also set a school record for most wins in a season with 29. And for the first time in program history, Alabama is a number one seed, the top seed in this tournament. They will play in the South region. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But uh, looking at the latest odds out there, depending on what sports book you look at, we recommend FanDuel. Alabama right there at the top. It's Houston, Kansas, and Alabama kind of as uh, the three best odds. The latest ones we're looking at right now has Houston as a slight, slight, slight favorite over Kansas and Alabama. Alabama at 8-1 to one to win the championship. It's pretty good odds. I'd say they got as good a chance of anybody. Again, just uh, so impressive. Congrats to Nate Oates. And again, um, you know, you can respect what Alabama did all year long and also say that uh, maybe they didn't handle the Brandon Miller thing. Uh perfectly when it comes to PR and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, some people thought he should have sat for a couple of games, been suspended. They opted not to. But whatever the case is, this team is going into the tournament with one of the best chances of anybody to win the whole thing. And think back to a couple of years ago, you know, Anthony Grant and all the different coaches Alabama has had to go through. And uh, Nate Oates has got this team in, in as good a chance as anybody try to take home a championship we know how used to it they are in football but now Alabama basketball elevating themselves with an opportunity here to take home a crown it's not going to be easy just because you're the best team throughout the whole regular season does not mean much of anything once you get into the S into the NCAA tournament anybody can beat anybody on every any given day but Alabama uh, at least has been the best team I've seen all year long them in Houston but Houston dealing with an injury to one of their key players in Marcus Sasser. See how much that hurts them. We'll get to the tournament in a little bit. But uh, speaking more on the SEC tournament, let's give some props to Buzz Williams and the Texas A&M Aggies. For the second year in a row, Buzz took his guys to the SEC title game. Last year, they lost in the championship to Tennessee. This year, they lose in the championship to Alabama. But they did have some nice wins to get here including beating Arkansas on Friday and then beating a red-hot Vanderbilt team on Saturday. Wade Taylor, Tyrese Radford, Dexter Dennis, they all scored in double figures in the loss to Bama. It was a nice season for Buzz Williams' bunch going 15-2 and in the SEC. We'll get to uh, where they are seeded and what their path in the NCAA tournament looks like in just a bit. Uh, as for disappointing... I'll go with Auburn here. They were one and done in the SEC tournament with a 76-73 loss to Arkansas. They now head into the NCAA tournament, losers of nine of their last 13. Granted, it was a very tough schedule, but uh, and they got the big resume win at the end of the year against Tennessee. I kept saying for much of this year, what was Auburn's best win? How many good resume wins did they have? The Tennessee one was a good one. And I think that's a big reason why they're in the tournament. Because, uh, man, I, I, last few weeks I've been saying, uh, if it were up to me, if I was on the selection committee, I would have had Auburn as a bubble team. But they didn't see it that way. Talented group. See what they do in the tournament. Meanwhile, uh, Arkansas, they did beat Auburn before losing to AM in the tournament. And the Razorbacks, they head into the tournament having lost six of their last nine. So just two teams stumbling at not the best time of year, but again, Arkansas punched their ticket, they're in. They were another one I was saying, you know, was kind of flirting with bubble conversation. Granted, injuries have played a big part with this team all year. Nick Smith missing a large portion of the year, but Arkansas is in. Now, question is, a couple other teams that were in the bubble conversation. Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, did they do enough in the SEC tournament to punch their tickets to the big dance. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And I want to remind you this episode is presented to you by our friends at Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. BuiltMarchMadness.com. Com. You know that we will be voting for probably the cookies and cream bar or puff. Uh, and if you want the SEC to win, and you'll be voting for that bar. Go support 
the conference, support your team, and support your favorite bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners are going to get a free box of Built Bars. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will get a 12-month, year-long subscription to Built Bar to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. you got to try Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they are amazing. You won't even know that they're good for you. And uh, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. Vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop on in and support your pick. along here, locked on SEC, and diving back into the uh, tournament conversation as we get into the teams that did make it. And we have to start first with a play-in team, and that is the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Tuesday night, it'll be 11-seed Pittsburgh versus 11-seed Mississippi State. The 8-10 p.m. Central on True TV. FanDuel's got the Bulldogs as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. This game will be played up in Dayton, Ohio. Chris Jantz with a nice first season at Mississippi State, making the tournament in year one. Tolu Smith, he has been their leader all year long, averaging close to 16 points per game with eight-and-a-half rebounds per game. Smith led the team with 28 points and 12 rebounds in that overtime win over Florida to get the SEC tournament started. Uh, Shaquille Moore, he's had some nice games recently for the Bulldogs, too. So we will see if they can get it done with that with this uh, pit team. Pretty good pit team. But as you can see, the line right about one and a half, it's, it's almost a pick em, right? I mean, it, this game could go either way. But Mississippi State, if they can punch their ticket, they will get in. And, you know, then you still have to go play a normal bracket in a field of 64. So it's great to make the field of 68 but you got to do something nobody else does or you know only a few other teams have to do and that's play an extra game but Mississippi State again congrats to them Chris Jans fantastic make it make it into the tournament in year one and uh, they were one of those teams kind of on the outside looking in here in recent weeks but they punched their ticket and they are in all right let's take a look at the regions and let's start in the south first up we've got well of course Alabama they are going to play the winner of their play-in game. Uh, that is uh, the winner of Texas A&M Corpus Christi or Southeast Missouri State. That will be played on Thursday, 145 on CBS. That's uh, central time there. And then the other one, the Missouri Tigers. They get in as the seven seed. They are going to play the 10 seed Utah State. will be one of the first games of the tournament. That will be Thursday 1240 Central, 140 Eastern on TNT. And just looking at how the South bracket shapes up. I do think Missouri's got a good chance to beat Utah State. Utah State had a nice run through their tournament. But uh, Kobe Brown, been uh, having such a good year all season long. Would like to see them get it done. And uh, maybe Missouri can make some noise. If they get past Utah State, they'll play the winner of Arizona-Princeton. And unless things really go Princeton's way, Missouri's going to have their hands full with a really talented Arizona team that uh, just ran through the Pac-12 tournament. 
playing UCLA the other night. But um, outside of that, if we're talking from an Alabama perspective, I think this bracket sets up really well for Alabama. Again, get past the 16 seed. They'll play the winner of Maryland-West Virginia in the next round. And if they get past that game, then they're facing likely four-seed Virginia or five-seed San Diego State in the Sweet 16 round. And then on the bottom half, you got Baylor, who's a three-seed, and like we said, Arizona, the two-seed. I just think that Alabama matches up well with a lot of these teams, and I've uh, got Alabama penciled in in my Final Four. I think they've played so well all season long, and Again, maybe a little biased because I've seen them play just about every uh, majority of their games this year, but I like Bama to come out of this bracket. Missouri, I think, got a chance against Utah State, but I think that ends very quickly in the round of 32 with Arizona. So those are our picks in the South region. Let's head on over to the East. A couple of SEC teams in here. This is where one seed Purdue sits. And some dangerous teams in this bracket, but I look at it as a lot of overrated teams. Marquette comes in as the two seed. Chaka Smart, who did not have success at Texas, having great success back at a mid-major. Fantastic job this year with Marquette. But the SEC teams in this one, you got Tennessee as the four seed. They will play the 13 seed in ULL, or Louisiana, as you might call them. Uh, I think Tennessee... Should win this one, but then they get the winner of Duke Oral Roberts. And Duke kind of underachieved this year, but got hot at the right time down the backstretch of the season, ran through the ACC tournament. Very impressive. John Shire taking over for Coach K. Nice finish to the year. Um, I just don't know about this Tennessee team with Zakai Ziegler out. Don't know if they have what it takes to make a deep run. You know, Rick Barnes, been there, done that. But I think Tennessee, maybe a little bit overrated as a fourth seed, sitting at 23 and 10 on the year. And then you got Kentucky as the sixth seed, 21 and 11 on the year. They get 11 seed Providence. No cakewalk there for Kentucky. That's a dangerous spot for them. And Oscar Sheboy been so good all year long. You would hate to see them go out one and done in the first round again. And Calipari thought that. The seat was maybe getting a little warm early in the year. The Bluebirds were coming out. They will definitely come out again if he loses in the first round of the tournament. But danger spot there with Providence. If they can get past them, they get the winner of Kansas State, Montana State, and Kansas State, another dangerous team there. Uh, If they can get past them, maybe they see Marquette. Maybe they see Michigan State, a team that they lost, remember, back at the start of the season. And then uh, up at the top, Purdue maybe gets a little scared from the eight-seed Memphis Tigers. Penny Hardaway's got that team playing very well. But I just look overall to the East, and I say this looks like an overrated bracket. I think Purdue's a little bit overrated. Seen them play a couple times. I think Duke's a little bit overrated. They're only a five-seed because of what they did through the ACC tournament. No Kentucky. Uh, so many times this year. Game Time's been impressed, but time's been... Unimpressed. Losses to Vanderbilt. They didn't even put up a fight in the SEC tournament. One and done there. I think Michigan State's a little overrated. I think USC's a little overrated. So, again, maybe that's a good opportunity for Tennessee and Kentucky. If one of them can get hot, maybe they can run through this bracket. 
but as I see it, it is one of the more weaker brackets, or at least a uh, one that is a little bit overrated. And there you have it. That is the East. Uh, thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we will switch to the other side of the bracket and do the other two regions. But first, I want to remind you that this uh, episode is presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. We just passed the midway point of the NBA, and now is a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Bet on anything from the money line to points scored and three-pointers drained. So many exclusive bets you can find there. FanDuel, they even let you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Continue on here on Locked On SEC, and before we get to the other two regions of the bracket, let's jump into a quick mention on who was snubbed, and that was Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt basketball did not qualify for the NCAA tournament. It was announced on the selection show Sunday evening, and a late-season surge from the Commodores included winning 10 of their last 12 games, put them at 20-14 but according to the committee, too many bad losses earlier in the year. Home losses to Southern Miss, Grambling State, as well as a road loss to LSU in February. They thought that brought down their resume too much. And Vanderbilt ranked just 81st in the net on Sunday morning. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse did say after their loss to a and he said, we belong in the NCAA tournament. Ain't no doubt in my mind about that. But Vanderbilt left out of the tournament. I, th- I thought... They deserved a chance. I thought they deserved a shot just because, again, how you're playing, what it matters most. You know, we talked about Arkansas and Auburn has, having lost a lot of games in recent weeks. Vanderbilt was putting up wins. 10 of their last 12, they won. But uh, they did qualify for the NIT, and they got the three seed there. Vanderbilt will play its first game against Yale on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at Memorial Gymnasium. Show the Commodores advance, they'll face the winner between Michigan and Toledo. And the other SEC team making the NIT, the Florida Gators. They are a four seed in the NIT. They will take on Central Florida. If they beat UCF, they will face the winner of Oregon, UC Irvine. Got to think, maybe Florida could have had a chance if Colin Castleton didn't get hurt. Maybe they could have made a run there late in the year. But um, a lot of losses pile up on them throughout the season as well. But once... Castleton went down. That was kind of it. They were done. But let's see what they could do in the NIT. And, of course, that means uh, 10 teams qualify, eight in the big tournament, two in the NIT. So Georgia, South Carolina, Ole Miss, and LSU all out of postseason play, as you kind of already knew. All right, let's jump back into previewing the regions. And we head out to the Midwest, where we start with, well, first off, the one seed is the Houston Cougars, 31-3. and They just lost on Sunday in their AAC title game to Memphis. But they're the one seed, and right below them, the 8-9 game. It will be 19-1 Iowa, the 8 seed, taking on 9 seed Auburn. 
Again, will be Thursday at 5.50 on TNT. Auburn and Bruce Pearl and company, look, they're in. But you're a nine seed, and you get a feisty Iowa team that, you know, look in their schedule. They had a couple nice wins throughout the year, but nothing crazy. This is a very winnable, this is a winnable game for Auburn if they come ready to play. They've got the talent. Let's see how they perform. And if they can get past that one, well, Houston, their best player, Marcus Sasser, sat out of the AAC title game on Sunday. He's banged up. So even if he plays, probably not going to be 100%. So a chance there for Auburn, man. Let's see what Bruce Pearl can do. Um, certainly a chance to be one and done, though, and lose to Iowa and go home after one game. But uh, works out for them in their favor a little bit. Birmingham is the area, so Auburn should have some fans in the house when they take on Iowa. Uh, other SEC teams in this bracket, Mississippi State, of course, that they can beat Pitt. They will get in as the 11th seed in the Greensboro uh, part, and they will play Iowa State. Iowa State's 19-13, and 13, but, man, they had some nice wins on the year. They're the 6th seed. Mississippi State would get in as the 11 if they can uh, beat Pitt, but tough ask. Hey, go beat Pitt, and then you get in, and you got to go play Iowa State. It's going to be tough for Mississippi State. We'll see if they can do it. And then the other team... Make it in here is the seven seed in the Midwest. I thought this was pretty low, but the Texas A&M Aggies get in as the seven seed at twenty-five and nine, one of the better teams in the SEC all year long. In non-conference, they didn't do themselves many favors, but in conference, they were as impressive as anybody. They get the ten seed Penn State, who they've kind of gotten hot as of late and made a run through the Big Ten tournament. So uh, that will be eight fifty-five on TBS. Thursday. That'll be AM against Penn State and the Des Moines area. And if they can get past that one, well, they get future SEC opponent, the Texas Longhorns. They are in as the two seed. So come on, AM. Beat Penn State. Let Texas take care of Colgate because we all want a Longhorn versus Aggies game in the second round. And that will be a lot of fun if that could happen. So we'll see. Uh, you know, potential to uh, after two rounds into the Sweet 16, we could get a Texas A&M versus Mississippi State rematch if both those teams make some noise, and then maybe a Texas A&M Auburn matchup in the Elite Eight coming out of this bracket. But uh, that is the Midwest again with three SEC teams in that bracket. And then lastly, good old only Arkansas. They're out there in the West region. They will uh, head to Des Moines, take on nine seed. Illinois. So Arkansas is an eight seed at 20 and 13. Eight seed Arkansas taking on nine seed Illinois. We talked about Arkansas and Auburn kind of being in that same boat. They're both playing eight, nine matchups, which are always the toughest ones. Those are always uh, really close ones or, or tough to, to pick. You know, usually uh, pick them type matchups. Uh, in Arkansas, if you can get past Illinois, well, one seed Kansas going to be staring. You're right back in the eyes. Kansas will take on Howard, but one seed Kansas in the round of 32 for Arkansas. Eric Musselman's had some nice runs here in recent years in the NCAA tournament. So injuries and all that that have uh, taken their toll. See if Nick Smith and the rest of those guys can rally the troops and make a little bit of a run. Uh, other teams in that region, UCLA is the two seed. Gonzaga is a three seed. UConn is a four seed. That is a brutal, brutal bracket. St. Mary's is a five. So, look, even if Arkansas can get past Illinois, 
let's say they pull off the shocker of all shockers and beat Kansas, still going to be facing some tough teams, maybe a UConn or a St. Mary's or a Gonzaga or UCLA, just to get out of that bracket. But we'll see what Eric Musselman's crew can do. They are very talented, and uh, maybe they can get a little luck on their side. And there you have it. Those are our picks. If we're going to run through them real quick, teams we got coming out of each one, just to kind of go on record with our final four picks. I like Alabama out of the south, as I mentioned. Out of the east, I'm not taking Purdue. I'm not taking the one seed. How about let's get crazy. Let's go with the eight seed Memphis Tigers. Put an eight seed in the final four. We'll take them out of the east. Out of the Midwest, I really want to take one seed Houston here. I still think that they are, uh, if Sasser is healthy, they're so good defensively. We'll take Houston in the Midwest. And then coming out of the West, not taking Kansas. I think they'll lose. I'm going to go two seed UCLA out of the West. So, Two-seed UCLA, eight-seed Memphis, and one-seed's Houston and Alabama. Keep in mind, eight of the last 12 years, teams that get to the Final Four, only uh, four of the last 12 have we had more than one one-seed. In eight of the last 12 years, there's only been one one-seed or less in the Final Four. So if you're one of those people that has three one-seeds coming out in your Final Four right now, go ahead and tear it up and start over because the odds – are not in your favor. Not saying it's crazy and can't happen. It did happen a couple years ago, but it's rare. It's um, upsets happen, and you're going to have more two or three or four or five seeds, whatever, in the final four odds are than three or even four one seeds. So just put that out there. That's your tip of the day as you start to fill out your brackets. Thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Everything you need to know about college hoops and the tournament all in one place. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.